Father in heaven, we thank you for February the 14th. We ask you, Lord God, to give us eyes and ears to hear. Lord, we just surrender this day unto you. We surrender ourselves, Lord, that, Lord, that you will orchestrate our day for us, Lord. Lord, that you will be God, the God of the universe, the God of wisdom, the God of power, and the God of love, Lord. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, Lord, in our lives as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you for this day, the 14th, Lord, an anniversary of marriage of seven years, Lord. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. And Exodus chapter 37, verse 1 to 3831. Happy Jesus Resurrection Day. Oh, he's all, every day. He's, his mercies are new every day. Amen. Okay. Exodus. Next, Bezazel, Bezeli, Bezel, made the Ark of Acacia wood, a sacred chest, 45 inches long, 20 inches wide, 27 inches high. He overlaid it inside and out with pure gold. Wow. In and out. And he ran a molding of gold around it. He cast four gold rings and attached them to his four feet. Two rings on each side, then he made poles from acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He inserted the poles into the rings at the root sides of the ark to carry it. When he made, then he made the ark's cover, the place of atonement, from pure gold. It was 45 inches long and 20 inches, 27 inches wide. He made two cherubim from hammered gold and placed them on the two ends of the atonement cover. He molded the cherubims on each end of the atonement cover, making it all one piece of gold. The cherubim faced each other and looked down on the atonement cover with their wings spread above it. They protected it. Then Bezalel made the table of acacia wood 36 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 27 inches high. He overlaid it with pure gold and ran a gold molding around the edge. He decorated with a 3-inch border all around, and he ran a gold molding along the border. Then he cast four gold rings for the table and attached them at the four corners next to the four legs. The rings were attached near the border to hold the poles so that they were used to carry the table. He made these poles from acacia wood, overlaid them with gold, then he made special containers of pure gold for the table, bowls, pans, jars, and pitchers to be used in pouring out liquid offerings. Then Bezalel made the lampstand of pure hammered gold. He made the entire lampstand and its decorations of one piece, the base, center stamp, lamp, cups, buds, and petals. The lampstand had six branches going out from the center stem, three on each side. Each of these six branches had three lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms, complete with buds and petals. The center stem of the lampstand was crafted with four lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms, <clears throat> complete with the buds and petals. There was an almond bud beneath each pair of branches where the six branches extended from the center stem, all made of one piece. 
The almond buds are branches where all of one piece with the center stem and they were hammered from pure gold. He made seven lamps from the lamp stand, lamp snuffers and trays, all of pure gold. The entire lamp stand along with its accessories was made from 75 pounds of pure gold. Then Bezalel made the incense altar of acacia wood. It was 18 inches square and 36 inches high, with horns at the corners carved from the same piece of wood as the altar itself. He overlaid the top sides and horns of the altar with pure gold, and he ran a gold molding around the entire altar. He made two gold rings and attached them on opposite side of the altar before the gold molding below the gold molding. Be, below the gold molding to hold the thank you carrying poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. Then he made the sacred anointing oil and the fragrant incense using the techniques of a skilled incense maker. Next, Bezalel used acacia wood to construct the square altar of burnt offerings. It was seven and a half feet wide, seven and a half feet long, and four and a half feet high. He made horns for each of its four corners to so that the horns and the altar were all one piece. He overlaid the altar with bronze. Then he made all the, the altar utensils of bronze, the ash bucket, shovel, basin, meat forks, and fire pans. Next, he made a bronze grating and installed it halfway down the side of the altar. Under the ledge, he cast four rings and attached them to the corners of the bronze grating to hold the carrying poles. He made the poles from acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. He inserted the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar. The altar was hollow and was made from planks. Bezel made the bronze wash basin and its bronze stand from bronze mirrors donated by the women who serve at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then Bezalel made the courtyard which was enclosed with curtains made of finely woven linen. On the south side of the curtains were 150 feet long. They were held up by 20 posts set securely in 20 bronze bases. He hung the curtains with silver hooks. The rings, he made a similar set of curtains for the north side, 150 feet of curtains, hold up by 20 posts, set securely in bronze bases. He hung the curtains with silver hooks and rings. The curtains on the west end of the courtyard were 75 feet long, hung with silver hooks and his rings, and supported by 10 posts, set into 10 bases. The east end... The front was also 75 feet long. The courtyard entrance was on the east end, flanked by two curtains. The curtain on the right side was 22 and a half feet long, and it was supported by three posts set into three bases. The curtain on the left side was also 22 and a half feet long and was supported by three posts set into three bases. All the curtains used in the courtyard were made of finely woven linen. 
Each post had a bronze base and all the hooks and rings were silver. The tops of the posts of the courtyard were overlaid with silver and the rings to hold up the curtains were made of silver. He made the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard of finely woven linen and he decorated with beautiful embroidered in blue, purple, and scarlet thread. It was 30 feet long and its height was seven and a half feet just like the curtains of the courtyard walls, it was supported by four posts, each set securely in its own bronze base. The tops of the posts were overlaid with silver, and the hooks and rings were also made of silver. All the ten pegs used in the tabernacle and courtyard were made of bronze. This is an inventory of the material used in building the tabernacle of the covenant. The Levites compiled the figures as Moses directed. And Ethamar, the son of Aaron, the priest, served as recorder. Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He was assisted by Oholiab, son of Ahisakmach, of the tribe of Dan, a craftsman expert in engraving, designing, and embroidering with blue, purple, and scarlet thread of fine linen cloth. The people brought special offering of gold totaling 2,193 pounds, a measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. This gold was used throughout the tabernacle. The whole community of Israel gave 7,545 pounds of silver as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. This silver came from tax collected from each man registering the census. The tax is one becca, which is half a shekel, based on the sanctuary shekel. The tax was collected from 603,550 men who had reached their 20th birthday. The 100 base for the frame of the sanctuary walls and for the posts supporting the inner curtain required 7,500 pounds of silver, about 75 pounds for each base. The remaining 45 pounds of silver was used to make the hooks and rings and to overlay the top of the post. The people also brought a special offering, 5,310 pounds of bronze, which was used for casting the basis for the post of the entrance to the tabernacle and for the bronze altar which is bronze grating and all of the altar utensils. Bronze was also used to make the basis for the post that supported the curtains around the courtyard. The basis for the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard and all the ten pegs for the tabernacle and the courtyard. Matthew 28, 1-20 Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. 
Then the angel spoke to the women, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said what happened. Come see where his body was lying and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And they went. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priests what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, You must say Jesus' disciples came during the night and while they were sleeping, and they stole their bo his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get into trouble. Won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach those new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And Psalm 34, 11, 22 says, Hear the promises for the upright. Heed the warnings for the wicked. As you pray, entrust yourself to the Lord's keeping. Psalm 34, 11 to 22 Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil he will erase their memory from the earth the Lord hears his people when they call to help to him for help amen and he rescues them from all their troubles all their troubles the Lord is close to the brokenhearted he rescues those whose spirits are crushed the righteous person faces many troubles and the Lord comes to the rescue each time for the Lord protects the bones <laughs> of the righteous not one of them is broken 
Calamity will surely overtake the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Proverbs 9, 9-10 says, Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Amen. Wow, that's wonderful, huh? Mm-hmm. Instruct the wise, and they will even be wiser. You know, there's an addition to the loving, they will love you. Teach the righteous, and they will even learn more, even more. And then at the beginning of Psalm 34, Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that's long and prosperous? Yes, yes I do. Yes, of course. Okay, let's talk about this. Keep your tongue from speaking evil. Okay, that's repeating evil that we see, I guess. Mm-hmm. You Would you think? And yeah. your lips from telling lies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn away from evil and do good. No evil practices. Search for peace. And work to maintain it. Isn't that interesting? Mm, yeah. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. Amen. You know, I just uh, was watching Pastor Prince right before we did this. And um, keep this. then keep your tongue from speaking evil. Okay. And your lips from telling lies, you know, this, and of course that's normally gossip, you know, um, condemning people. But this really kind of, the word evil just popped out at me right now because he gave another scripture that said, you know, that we have been, um, I have to look up the scripture, but it says that um, don't have an evil, we've been clean from an evil conscience so it's an evil being part of the evil here is that um i've already been redeemed by jesus's work on the cross so being sin consciousness and thinking that you're not forgiven is also evil mm-hmm. and um you know so keep your tongue from speaking that you know uh you know, telling others that, you know, you're just wallowing in your, your past resentments or your mistakes that you've made. Now we're telling Jesus, hey, you didn't cleanse me all the way. So we're not to carry a sin consciousness on us because we have already are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the scripture says. Not only that, we are, um, God sees us as he sees Jesus. So because we are seated at the right hand of the Father with Jesus, as Jesus are, so, we're, so are we, God see, doesn't see our, our past mistakes. So we, we need to walk around, let the redeemed say so, I'm a forgiven people, and, um, not, and not, not walk around with condemnation. Amen. God sees us, he sees Jesus, he mm-hmm. sees us with right. the lamb, the coat of Jesus, right. the glory of Jesus. Yeah. The, the, the robe of righteousness. The, we're clothed with the robe of righteousness. Um, this is a good point you bring up. Yeah. Just, you know, we don't we don't go there, you know. Right. Don't speak yeah. that. Hey, I'm a sinner. You know, God saved you. If you're a Christian, God has called you a saint now. 
And, you know, and we can't be saying it. Uh -huh. it, it again. We had, speaking evil is saying, oh, I'm dying for that. Yes. That, that's speaking evil. That's it kills contrary me. to the word. You know, or, or thinking impending doom, you know, right. not believing the scriptures, right. you know, your, your wicked imaginations, mm -hmm. you know. You can't or, control your, your imaginations. Or even playing uh, killing videos, right. you know. You know, a lot of Christians are hooked up to that, you know. I, I guess, I don't know, but... So anyway, that's just the word evil is like, oh, remember, it's not just saying evil things. It's what's causing you to be sin-conscious having been I got to find that scripture because it's so good I mean I was, I was going to share that with you or have you listen to that again because you know it, it really makes sense see over here it says knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment amen amen that's a good thing huh fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom respect him praise him um, worship him pray to him yeah, I, you know, I like it. it. says, if you teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. That is what's happening to us. We are getting good teachings about our righteousness, our inheritance. we just constantly reminding ourselves who we are. And, and we're learning. Every day we're learning more and more. A little nugget here, a little nugget there, and that nugget's going to turn into to, to good, Amen. good seeds of fruit that are being planted. That we can then turn around and freely give what we've been given. Amen. Amen. Okay. You know, even in Psalm 34, it just really kind of gives you the assurance. You know, um, I like the scripture where it says, the, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. Um, his ears are open to their cries for help. Okay. Then the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Okay, He doesn't say, oh, I'm going to only rescue on Sunday or Saturday. Every time you got a problem, every time you're in trouble, he comes to the rescue each time. And no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Amen. Amen. You know, it's interesting in the Old Testament how much, um, you know, that you can actually figure out what the, uh, you know, like the, what the uh, tabernacle weigh, you know, what those things weigh. And you say, those, Incredible. those poles are not going to hold. That weight makes them that round. Uh, so, in the other one, thank Joseph Prince says that the Lord assisted them. He helped them raise right. the, the weight of the, right. you know, 300 pounds right. of that tabernacle. Right. In addition to the gold inside, the gold, a bar, 99 ounces, weighs 27 pounds. Yeah, it's a heavy thing. 
They're very heavy, heavy. Yeah. And not only that, mm. they remember they walked with it to the city of David. That's I what think. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And the they Lord walked for miles them. with it. And the Lord helped them uh, lift it. And, you know, and why shouldn't they? Uh, it's beautifully put together, you know, that the lid was made of pure gold. The lampstand was made, the base all the way to the top with pure gold. Bronze was used because it can hold the fire. There's just so much. Uh, There's a lot of gold in that. <laughs> so much gold. gold, so much bronze, and so much silver. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you can tell when... Um, and the expert craftsman was just amazing. One piece of gold, the cherubim face. It looks like right here, it looked down on the atonement cover, and with their wings spread above it, they protect it. So it looks like the wings are covering the whole thing. They protected the cover with their uh -huh. wings. Mm, that too, huh? You know, it doesn't seem like... The, in another place, it says the wings touch the end to each other. But in this, this passage, it says that the wings covered and protected it. And, and they call it the, the seed where God sits. But over here it doesn't say it's a seed. It just says it's a it's a it's a lid. You know, and it does look more like a lid right here with the angels on top of it. Call it the arch cover. The place of atonement. The, the one. Mm -hmm. So another another thing, also too, this is so precisely made, so is our salvation. Yeah. What Jesus has done inside of us as a master craftsman. And another passage it says that he, he is the he is working the master craftsman that he started, which is inside of us. Mm. He's he's still, you know, and we're helping him, you know. We're still right. that he's 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 still hammering our gold right. inside of us. He's still working inside of us to make us a glorious temple for the Lord. Mm. You know where it says the New Testament, correct? Yeah. He's working. Amen. To do his will and good pleasure. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for today's reading, yeah, February I just, 14th. I, I just wanted to mention about the, the lampstand. I really was kind of like, that kind of popped out. You know, we hear all the gold and everything and the pegs and the curtains. But when they talk about they making the lampstand, it says here, uh, the cups were shaped like almond blossoms. Well, we have a lot of replicas yeah. of people that are, that you know, I like to see a replica or yeah. even have one in the house. We can even have one in the house like a lampstand. Yeah, because it was really uh, almond bud beneath each mm -hmm. pair of the branches where the six branches extended. You see a, you see a lot of those in the yeah. Catholic churches and the Presbyterian mm -hmm. churches. There's a lot of replicas. Yeah, and it was hammered with pure gold. I like, you know, we keep out. our eyes open for one. You know, we pray for one. It would be nice to have one that we can actually light all the candles and, and uh, in our meditation time, you know. <laughs> what do you think about that? Thank you, Lord, for receiving us in your name. We pray. We thank you for the reading of your word, Lord God, for today, the 14th. 
And thank you, Lord God, for the producers of the Life Recovery Bible and their commentary on the chapters of Exodus that we read. A high expectations are difficult for anyone to cope with, high expectations, even for people with great deal of ability. It is climate for supremely gifted people to never approach their potential because they fear failure. The craftsman Bazalel did not allow the high expectations of others to hinder his work because God had filled him with his spirit and given him unusual skills. He will willingly use his gift to glorify God, not only in building the tabernacle, but also in teaching others. Bazalel's life is a good example for us to live by today. Amen. Now, the dollar... The dollar value of gold, silver, bronze, and other materials used to build the tabernacle would be mind-boggling, but the value of the materials uses, use does not reflect empty extravagance or showiness. It only illustrates how precious and invaluable the presence of God really is. We can see here that the people's fate has surpassed the point of hanging on to material things. They were beginning to learn to trust God by sharing the wealth that might have ensured their future security. That is so good. When you're in the Lord, you just let go and let God because, amen, gratitude. And our next song is... If we have gone through life trusting in our own judgment, we may find it hard to commit ourselves to God and his plan for us. But when we trust the Lord and honor him, he has promised to supply all our needs. He has the power and the wisdom we need to have victory in our struggles over sin and temptation. And praise in the Lord Jesus always works on that. Giving him thanksgiving and praise. Now, Going to the New Testament, in Matthew, we have the religious leaders went to a lot of trouble to be free of Jesus' message. They discredited him in front of the crowd. They plotted his murder. When they caught him, they tried to come up with witnesses and had to convince Rome that Jesus should be killed. After Jesus' death, the leaders feared he would come back to life, so they sealed and guarded the tomb. Finally, they invented a story to explain the disappearance of Jesus' body. It would have been easier to accept Jesus' message and make appropriate changes in their lives and beliefs. We must not become so hardened by denial that we, like the Jewish leaders, go to great lengths to avoid accepting the life-saving message of the gospel. Some disciples adjust to the reality of Jesus' resurrection quite readily. While others still doubted, but Jesus' resurrection was not an end in itself, nor was it for just the closest disciples. This new life through Jesus and the crucified and resurrected Christ is offered to all the people of the world. Those who by faith enter true spirituality, recovery, are baptized to show their commitment. Studying God's word and regular instruction in the faith help those in recovery grow spiritually. Recovery is available through God's power until Jesus returns at the end of the age. Amen. And with that, we take a look at Proverbs. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. 
Teach the righteous and they will even learn. Wow, what an honor this is right now. That only the wise and the righteous are listening to this podcast. And that's you. I salute you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your support, your love. And I feel your prayers just as I pray for you. Amen. Remember, when someone tries to help us and correct us again, we have a choice. We can either listen and learn, as the wise person does, or we can get angry and rebel, as the mocker does. To mock and hate those who are concerned for us is to deny that we have a problem. If we are wise, we will be honest enough to admit that we have a problem and we need help. This attitude enables recovery. Mockers will reject good advice and be overtaken by their sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, be blessed. We love you. We praise you. And we thank God for you. Enjoy your time today. In Jesus' name, amen.